0: cortisol is your anti-stress hormone your, your body takes the progesterone to make cortisol so instead of the body using the progesterone to hold a pregnancy welcome to the what up doc university podcast your number one resource for total body wellness here's your host dr mike Welcome back to the What Up Doc University podcast. This is Dr. Michael Kouchi coming back at you, and we have another great episode in line for you today. This is a recording of one of the periscopes that we did a few weeks back, and we are talking about hormones and pregnancy. This is another big one, guys. This is one that I see a lot in my practice because I see a lot of women who are pregnant. First of all, they're coming in um, into my practice initially, even before pregnancy, for some type of issue, and then they get pregnant, and you guys are going to see what we're talking about, the ramifications of not being prepared for pregnancy, and what you can do to be prepared for pregnancy, and if you currently are pregnant, what you can do to make your pregnancy a great one. So again, thank you guys who are leaving great reviews for us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you guys for the reviews, the ratings. And most of all, thank you guys for participating on, the, uh, on social media and commenting and replying and, uh, and sending me emails and all that stuff. I, I love getting the comments and feedback. And for those of you who want to tune in to our Periscopes, I, I do the daily Periscopes on Periscope. So if you have the Periscope app, just look me up at Dr. Mike Okuchi, D-R-Mike, O-K-O-U-C-H-I. That's enough for me blabbering. Let's just get straight to today's episode. Recapping what we did for this week, we talked about what are hormones. Then we talked about how to test the hormones. And then we we talked last night what to do with an imbalance in hormones, and tonight we're gonna to get a little. We're gonna start going into a little bit of specializing topics and start um, start diving into some of the the intricacies of hormonal imbalances. And tonight we want to talk about hormones and pregnancy. Okay, so this is a very very important topic and one that um, I will never experience personally. But indirectly, I have. Uh, I have three children, and um, and you know, I I've seen the I've seen many sides of pregnancies. I've, I've I deal with patients on a day-to-day basis that have productive pregnancies. I have patients that struggle through pregnancies. I have a lot of patients right now that are going through pregnancies, and um, some of them are having great pregnancies. Some of them don't. And One of the reasons why I wanted to do this episode on this uh, periscope is to kind of give you guys the information of why do you need to have balanced hormones specifically for pregnancy. So as you guys know, pregnancy is is pretty much divided into three trimesters. Okay, So the whole purpose of of what what I'm going to talk about tonight is to give you guys an overview and to really simplify it so that you can understand that and even if even if you are male, this this really uh, will pertain to you as well. Okay, the reason why is myself as 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 a dad, having seen my wife go through three different pregnancies, um, our second our second child he was born uh, two and a half months premature, and that really got me wondering why. And then on our third pregnancy, my wife was put on bed rest and then she was, uh, I guess, recommended to take these progesterone shots, which really got me uh, really researching researching why do we need these things and why isn't the body doing what it's supposed to be doing. So I'm just speaking from experience here, not direct experience, but indirect experience. So here you go. So your first trimester, what's happening for a lot of women is if you go into a pregnancy super stressed out, um, and when, when we talk about stress, remember that there's many different factors of stress. There's chemical stress, there's physical stress, emotional stress, thermal stress. All these different stressors are are are, are looked uh, or perceived by your brain through your hypothalamus. And then the remember we talked about the hypothalamus creating and secreting all these different um, hormones that activates the pituitary, pituitary gland and, and so on. Anyways, what happens here is that stressors will then deplete the body of natural hormones to combat the stress. And what your body will do is it will take certain hormones and it'll make the ones that your body needs to combat stress. So look at it this way. This is what I explain to all my patients about stress. Stress is your body is basically either going to fight against something or get away from something. That's that's all it's gonna do. Now, if, if your body gets away from it, then great. If your body doesn't get away from it, then not so great, all Right. And if we go back into the hunter-gatherer society, we either we either ran away from becoming lunch, or we prevailed against the the stressor, which would be something that's attacking us, and and it's only supposed to be short-lived. But in modern day age, we are facing massive amounts of stressors last week we talked about a big one which is toxins in our environment and then my mo- and, and also thing in modern day society we have other stressors which we create right here in our brain how many of you guys have ever experienced stress give me a big yes how many of you guys experience stress on a day-to-day basis driving in traffic trying to pay for taxes trying to pay for whatever raising children a whole bunch of yeses right? I've never met one person who said, I'm not stressed out. I even had a person tell me that even if their life, they weren't even doing anything, they were stressed out because they weren't doing everything or anything, I should say. So stress is ubiquitous in our society nowadays. So what happens is that your body prioritizes a couple of things, okay? So if your body is going going through stress, it has to survive. So the first thing that it cuts off is Reproduction, because face it, if you are running away from a saber-toothed tiger, the last thing that you're going to do is stop on the side of the road and make a baby. That's, a, that's the last thing you're going to do. Okay. Second thing that you're not going to do is you're not going to stop on the side of the road and eat an apple. right? So you're going to cut off reproductive hormones and digestive hormones. And let's look at the common ailments in, in our society. They're related to hormonal imbalances in the reproductive system and indigestion or digestive disturbances. And it's all because of stress. So now, how does this relate in pregnancy? So mom gets pregnant, first trimester, what happens? What do we see common in most pregnancies? Morning sickness, right? We see morning sickness. We see nausea. Um, significant digestive disturbances, whether it's increased bowel movements or decreased bowel movements. We see uh, hormonal fluctuations where you go from being super emotional to being totally apathetic. We see these huge emotional swings that, that goes on. Then we have um, cravings, right? So for, for you moms out there, how many of you guys have gone through pregnancies and have had crazy cravings? I've heard some of the craziest cravings in my office, you know, like peanut butter and um, what was the, I'm trying to remember them. It was peanut butter and seaweed, I think was one of them. Don't ask me, I don't know. Peanut butter and seaweed was one of my patient's cravings. So this is what happens when you start off a pregnancy stressed out, your body doesn't have enough of a particular hormone called progesterone. So remember that, that, that hormone, progesterone, is going to be very, very important. So now we're transitioning from the first trimester um, to the second trimester. the The placenta, which is um, w- which is starting to grow, it starts to produce its own progesterone because that's what it's supposed to do. You're, the placenta produces its own progesterone, increases the progesterone activity because what does progesterone do? It it holds a pregnancy and then what happens is that mom will take that progesterone because what what mom does with the progesterone is she converts it to cortisol cortisol is your anti-stress hormone now so your body takes the progesterone to make cortisol so instead of the body using the progesterone to hold a pregnancy and to make a pregnancy effective what happens to the that that progesterone it gets converted to cortisol that's because your mom has mom has to deal with the stressors. Then we transition into the third trimester. Now here's what here's what interesting happens is that now the baby starts to form its own glands, hormonal glands, mainly the adrenal glands, and the baby starts to produce his or her own hormones. And guess what happens? Mom starts to steal those hormones. Okay. Now, as mom starts to steal the hormones from the baby, the baby's adrenal glands has to adapt to it. So the adrenal glands of a baby starts to enlarge. And by the time that mom gives birth to the baby, the adrenal glands are enlarged 50 to 100 times its normal size. So here's what happens with that. Mom feels great. So, some of you out there, your first trimester, maybe second trimester was terrible. You had the morning sickness, you had the migraines, you had the weird cravings, and then you got to about your third trimester and you felt amazing. You're like, wow, this is, I feel such, such a drastic change in my pregnancy. Well, here's what happens is that you started to steal babies' progesterone to make your own. Then, the baby comes out what we call hyper-stimulated. You're, you, the baby comes out hyper-stimulated and the baby starts to form malabsorption patterns, so digestive disturbances. So there's a couple things that the baby is gets reacting to. One is gliadin, okay? Next one is casein, and then the next one is sucrose. So we start to see all of these different sensitivities that babies are, are being subjected to. Now, the, the next part of that is... You see start, babies start to have these weird allergic responses, uh, sometimes being very colicky. These are all signs and symptoms that mom stole from the baby during pregnancy. Now, here's the other thing that happens after mom gives birth. Where does mom's hormonal supply go? It gets cut off, right? So mom doesn't have that supply anymore. Now, with... Mom's uh, hormonal supply being cut off, what happens to mom? Postpartum depression. Mom goes into postpartum depression. Here's where you guys want to pay attention to this because this is very valuable for a lot of women. And so what happens is that after you give birth, there's a huge hormonal surge, particularly estrogen, to create lactation to feed baby. And what happens with that huge surge in estrogen is that estrogen will outcompete the thyroid hormone, thyroxine. thyroxin, because because there's remember we started off with a hormonal imbalance. Now estrogen will outcompete thyroxin, and what will what will happen to mom is mom will slip into symptoms of hypothyroidism. So hair starts to fall out, you start to get brittle uh, brittle nails, skin you start to have dry, cracked heels and weight gain easy to gain weight hard to lose weight right you say uh, I need to lose the baby weight and it's been 10 years since you've given birth that's signs and symptoms that you've had a hormonal imbalance before pregnancy and currently have a hormonal imbalance basically what do you need to do you need to get your hormones into balance before you get pregnant and then if if you're having these things right now, or if you know somebody having these things right now, you gotta get the hormones tested and you need to get that estrogen progesterone ratio back into balance using progesterone cream. So what'd you guys learn from from to uh, what I just said? Did you guys get any aha moments? Anything stick out to you? Let me read something to you guys. There's a study that I found. While, I'm, while you guys are typing this in, said, um, uh, there was a, in the British Journal of Psychiatry, administering progesterone from the middle trimester of pregnancy for relief of symptoms of toxemia, right? Meaning that the, uh, that mom was having morning sickness, so they administered progesterone. They saw significant improvement in educational performance among the children. Of mothers receiving progesterone before the 16th week okay so yeah if if women are currently pregnant they need to be on progesterone if they're suffering through pregnancy because what happens is what's happening is that their body's deficient in progesterone and mom is stealing from the baby so instead of mom stealing from the baby get it naturally get them on some progesterone look at this so these these kids their their IQ was higher because mom received progesterone. It's pretty crazy. Um, menstrual migraines disappeared. Okay. Um, progesterone in its natural form protects the fetus from miscarriage, increases the feeling of well being of the mother, increases the potential IQ of the child, and produces calmer, less colicky babies. How many of you guys would love less colicky babies and calmer babies? Now, this is the reason why I say this is because there's a lot of women who suffer with weight issues post-pregnancy. Now, there's some women who they give birth and ne- next week they look like they never were pregnant ever. Maybe their hormones were imbalanced or their body just did it or they have um, secondary reserves. But for the majority of the women, and, and these are the women that I see in my practice they suffer with weight issues because their hormones are out of balance. One, the estrogen is being outcompeting the thyroxin. So what happens is you go to your medical doctor and they run a test and they say you have hypothyroidism. And it's absolutely the wrong way to look and absolutely the wrong w- initial place to look at. Be- you may have thyroid issues, but it's at the expense of, Estrogen dominance and that's what we got to control is estrogen dominance and the bait in a place We always got to start with estrogen dominance and anything with hormone imbalances is where All right, who can tell me where do we need to start with hormonal rebalancing? Where do we need to start? You guys should all the all the students should know this by now Where do we need to start first? We talked about this last week. Well, what topic did we talk about last week? It has the word live in it detoxification we need to focus on your liver remember your liver is called live for a reason you need to detoxify the liver because if the liver is too toxic it's not going to metabolize estrogen and then estrogen is going to outcompete everything and then tomorrow we're going to talk about a big topic that uh, that we see the end stages of all this which is breast cancers Hey, there's a whole heap of information that we now know about breast cancers, and it's all because all because of what we're talking about right now. It's it's a chain of events, um, and uh, it has nothing to do with getting a double mastectomy uh, as a preventative measure. Hey, okay. let me read some other things. Uh, Ooh, here's a good one. Morning sickness is a sign that the ovarian progesterone is insufficient and the placenta is not yet secreting enough progesterone. An extra progesterone will ease the symptoms. So, here's what I recommend for all you women who want to get pregnant or are in the stages of your pregnancy. Uh, well, this applies mainly towards those who are going to get pregnant or plan to get pregnant. Make sure you go through a detoxification program before you get pregnant and balance out or check your hormones and then balance it up. If you're currently pregnant, you need to be eating well. You need to be eating a lot of dark green leafy vegetables. You need to be eating the things that will get your body healthy. You need the nutrients in your body and then you need to be Working with a holistic physician that will b- help you balance out your hormones and will get your hormones tested and can analyze those things so that you can get the, the proper dosage of progesterone. Okay. And when uh, when my wife w- was put on bed rest on, on for our third child, they wanted to inject her with these uh, progesterone stuff and inject right into her to keep the pregnancy going. And... A lot of those synthetic progesterone is actually not good long-term. Um, there's a there's a study we're going to talk about tomorrow called the Women's Health Initiative that talked about the ramifications of synthetic progesterones. And uh, I said, hey, look, here's what we got to do. Topical progesterone and uh, and we have baby number three. She's running around, super healthy. Do I have a detoxification protocol I recommend? Well, y- yes and no. I mean, Everybody is different, you know. I don't, I don't put everybody on the exact same thing. We we tailor it to your needs, depending upon what kind of toxins are you being exposed to, what kind of uh, lifestyle you lead. So there's different types of things. But basically, how we start off with a detox protocol is you remove yourself from the toxins you're being exposed to. If you're doing it voluntarily, you gotta get rid of those voluntary toxins like alcohol, smoking. Um, e- eating of the bad foods and being in a bad environment, even the emotional toxins, by the way. And then, secondly, is you need to start getting the things that will detoxify your body. Okay, the first place you always have to start with with a detoxification program is balancing out your body's pH levels. So, if you look at a lot of the older um, researcher research uh, research studies, can't even talk tonight on how how to detoxify they always start with dark green leafy vegetables what that does is it starts to alkalize your body okay so the first part is balancing out your pH levels second part is getting hydrated drinking enough water and then the third part is to optimize your liver to trend what's called um, biochemical transformation basically it's making the toxins non-toxic that's what you're going to be doing and you need something that will help increase glutathione I never recommend my patients taking glutathione directly. You need something that will boost production of glutathione in your body, and one of the best ways is undenatured whey protein. Okay? So we're optimizing our liver, and then the next aspect is optimizing your digestion. So make sure you're taking good enzymes, okay? And taking good good probiotics that will help support and stimulate your your gut. Great question by the way. Great, great questions. So hope you guys got some great information. Head on over, we're gonna have this overall out out on the blog at whatupdocuniversity.com. Head on over and and check out some of the other blog posts. Uh, We have some pretty cool things coming up, um, including a a lot more videos and uh, we're gonna start doing some recipes. You got some great information from this episode. Head on over to the blog at www.whatupdocuniversity.com and leave us some of your comments. Let me know what uh, what did you think. What are some of your questions? What are your some uh, aha moments? And like I said, if you have the Periscope app, download it. Connect with me and get on the Periscope. I do these daily Periscopes about health and tell your friends and family. Now. What I want you guys to do is I want you guys to share this episode with someone who is thinking about being pregnant or someone who is in the middle of pregnancy and share this with them because they may may be some type of some information in here that may resonate with them that can help them in some way possible because going through a pregnancy and not being happy through it is not a good thing so share it with them and i appreciate if you guys go over to itunes or stitcher and leave us a five-star review that would be awesome until the next time that you tune into the what up doc what up doc university podcast be well and aloha